Well, good evening, church. Welcome to Christmas Eve. It's such a delight uh, to have each one of you here as you begin your Christmas celebrations. I can't think of a better way to start our Christmas celebrations than coming and just worshiping our Savior. Amen? Amen. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Let's begin in Matthew chapter 2 and take a look at this. The Bible says, after they, and it's talking about the wise men. Some call them the three kings. Some call them the magi. But after they, the wise men, had heard the king, and that's talking about King Herod, who had just heard that there was going to be a a baby boy born who would rise up and take over and take his place, push him out of power. (laughs) And so he had just heard this message, and so he had given this decree that all the baby boys were to be killed. All right? Sounds like a nice Christmas story. Amen? Already? You with me? So after they, the wise men, had heard the king who said, go out and find this baby boy, they went on their way, and the star that they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. And they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. So after the wise men saw the star, what did they do? Well, the Bible says they followed it and they found the Savior. Now there was one star that God made brighter among all of the millions of the stars in our universe. There was one star that God made brighter that so got the attention of these wise men that they followed it to the location of baby Jesus. And I want us to focus on that star tonight because it was that single star that pointed these men to the Savior. And when they found him, they were probably thinking, I am so thankful for the star that God put in the sky for me to follow. I am so thankful for the star that led me to my Savior. It's because of that star that I am now with my Savior. Folks, we are not here tonight by accident. All of us have been given a star by our God to follow to the Savior. You have been given a star that has shown so brightly in your life because of its close proximity to the sun, not the S-U-N, but because of their close proximity to the S-O-N, the Son of God. And maybe that was your mom or your dad, maybe a grandma or a grandpa, maybe a pastor, maybe a friend, But you've been given a star by God that's shown so brightly in your life that at times you found yourself being drawn by them and you started following their example. And then maybe you didn't know why, but you wanted to follow them because you wanted what they had in their life. You saw something different, something special. Now the truth is this. God inserted a Christian into your life, and he lit them up to get your attention. Amen? He lit them up to get your attention. 
And God used them to lead you to the Savior that was born for you. And if it was not for them and the light of Christ shining through them, you would not be here tonight. I would not be here tonight in this service, worshiping the Savior, seeking the Savior. So tonight, the first question is this. Are you close enough to the S-O-N, the sun? And you are shining so brightly that your children, your family members, maybe even your extended family can follow you and end up, if they follow you, end up finding the Savior. Are you living that close to the S-O-N that if they follow you, they'll find the Savior? You know, during Christmas season, we all go out and we try to find the most perfect gift for each one in our family and each one of our extended families. And so we try to find that perfect gift to express how much we love them and how special they are to us. But you know what? If you really love them, the best thing you can do is live your life so close to the sun that they can follow you like the kings follow the star to him and then from him. Find the greatest gift of all time, forgiveness of all of their sins, and life eternal from him. You know, as I thought about following this star, and who led me, who, was, who were the stars in my life? This star made me think about my parents, and some very special people in the little friends church that, that I attended when I was growing up. My mom and dad served in that church as volunteer youth leaders, and, and they led all of the, the youth to do some, some special things each Christmas. And each Christmas, the, the men of the church would go out and find this big, huge Christmas tree, and we had a corner that was kind of empty in our church, and they'd find this, this humongous Christmas tree in some a field there in Iowa where we lived, and, and they would bring it into the church, and they would stand it up. And then mom and dad would bring all the youth, all the junior high and high school youth together in the church, and it was their responsibility to decorate that tree. Huge tree. Can you imagine the junior high and high school decorating that tree? <laughs> Wasn't the most ever the most beautiful tree, but it was a decorated huge tree in our church that, that nobody could miss or forget. And I wasn't old enough at that time to be in the youth group, but because mom and dad were leaders, I got to be there, and I got to see all of this and participate in all this. And so after the tree was decorated, then mom and dad had all the youth sit down, and they would fill little brown paper bags like this full of oranges and cherries and cherry chocolates and all that stuff. And as a little kid, I remember sneaking a few on the side, you know. And we would fill all those brown little paper bags. And then on Christmas Eve, when everybody would come, they would all get a little brown paper bag of candy. The pastor would share. The, we would sing songs. And, and, and it was just an awesome service. But at the end of the service, all of us little kids got to stand at the back of the church, and everybody would parade by us, and one by one, we would hand out these little sacks with cherry chocolates and candy and oranges to everyone who would come, who came to Christmas Eve. Now, that was really special for a church to do because that let everybody know that, that they were loved and they were special and, and that their pastor and their church loved them. That was, that was pretty neat. But for me, as a little kid, at the back of the church, handing out brown paper bags, it was truly special because all of a sudden, all of these people were parading past me who were truly stars who had led me to the Savior. 
all kinds of people that I'd gone to church with all my life, and, and, and those people had led me to the Savior. And some of those are still living today, and, and yet some aren't. And, and they were people who had shone brightly. They had lived close to the sun. And because of their life and their example, I wanted to be just like them. They had led me to the Savior. Now listen close. God has put a star in your life. And God has put somebody in your life to lead you to the Savior. And now if you have found your way to the Savior, guess what? God now wants you to be a star that points somebody else to the Savior. That's what he wants. So if you have your pens out, write this down. Be a star that points to the Savior. Really, be a star, a light for somebody else. Because there are so many people that are seeking and searching for the Savior. And maybe there's even some in your family that haven't found the Savior yet. So the question is this. Are you living close to the S-O-N? Are you living close to the Son of God, Jesus Christ, the Savior born for you. If you are, here's the truth. Others can't help but see you and follow you to the Son. Now listen, you can be a star that points them to the Savior if you just live close to Him. Sometimes we think of, I can't lead anybody else to God. I, I don't know all the right answers. I don't know all the, the right theology. But all you have to do is live close to the Son. Just keep shining and pointing to the Savior. And maybe if you just keep on shining year after year, and it might take years, there will come a time when somebody looks up and sees you or remembers you and decides to follow you to the Savior. You can be a light. You can be a star starting this Christmas. Watch this. The star that led me to Jesus was my dear friend, Tammy Valbuena. About eight years ago, I was lucky enough to get a last minute teaching job at a wonderful school. I quickly bonded with my director, Tammy, and I was instantly drawn to her sweet and kind demeanor. I knew she attended here uh, Canyon Hills Church, and I remember thinking what a beautiful church it was as I drove by it every morning on my way to work. And at this point, I had not attended church since I was very young, and I didn't have a church uh, home yet. So every Easter, my family would get together for brunch, Easter egg hunt, but on this particular Easter, Easter 2009, it seemed as if my entire family would be out of town, and my husband and I had nowhere to go. So Tammy kindly invited me to Easter service here at Canyon Hills. And the church was about two blocks from my home, so I really had no excuse to say no, and we drove on over. And I remember being welcomed with smiles, well wishes, and lots of love from complete strangers. And as we left that day, my husband and I agreed that we definitely wanted to return the following Sunday. And since that day, I just felt my heart opening slowly but surely to allow Christ in. And I now find myself wanting to learn more about Him and the way He lived His life. I try to model my actions, my thoughts, my words in a way that would make Him proud. And I'm more aware and appreciative of all the blessings in my life. 
prayers are being answered and my life is just a happier life because I have Jesus Christ. I'm not sure if Tammy knows the impact she's had on my life, but without her persistence, I never would have been brought to Christ. I'm forever grateful to her and I hope that I'm able to pass this love I have for him onto my children. And maybe one day they could say that I was their star that led them to Christ. Amen. Yeah, you see, you can be a you can be a light. You can be a star. You can be a star that someone could follow and find the Savior. Now, when the Magi, the wise men, the kings, when they followed, it led them to the Savior, and they found him, get this, in a simple structure type home. Now, if you're looking for a savior. You, you, you think you'd find him in a palace, not some simple structure like, uh, like the home of Joseph and Mary. So what do you do when you follow a star and it leads you to a place that's something less than you wanted? What do you do when you follow a star and it leads you to a place that, that is so much less than what you wanted? Not like the place that you wanted to end up, like a, a rich, happy, palace life kind of a place but instead maybe a less prosperous, not so happy, simple kind of life. Because many people think that if they're not living a palace-like kind of life, that God is not there. God's not with them. Well, we need to thank God for the palace-like moments, the palace-like blessings that he allows to come into our lives. But when you follow the star... Sometimes you end up in a place that's something less than you wanted. A place where things aren't picture perfect. A place where things aren't cozy and, and, and warm. A place that's far from what you had dreamed and hoped. I mean, what do you do when you follow the star and marry the person that God led you to marry, but your marriage ends up less than you dreamed? What do you do when you follow the star and you started the business that God led you to start, but that business ends up being less than you'd hoped? What do you do when you follow a star and began serving others that God led you to serve, but your health ends up being less than you need for serving? What do you do? You do what the wise men did. You be on a search. Write this down. You be on a search for the Savior. In other words, you search for the Savior in every season of your life, every circumstance of your life, even if it's less than what you dreamed or hoped. When you are in the not-so-great places of life, when you're in the not-so-great times of life, if you will just keep looking, you will find the Savior there. Some of you tonight need to know that your Savior is in the simple places, in the scary places, in the sparse places with you. I'm here tonight to tell you that your Savior is with you. If you will just look for him, you will find him. You are not alone. And sometimes the only times that you, you look for the Savior is in the low times, the hard times of life. Because when you're, you and I, when we get to living palace life kind of lives, when we're living on top of the world in times of prosperity and wealth and progress, sometimes we have no desire to search for the Savior. But when the simple, sparse, scary times of life come, you can thank him even for those times. 
Because it's then that you look for him. And right there in those simplistic, scary, sparse times, you find him. And that is when and where you found Jesus, your Savior. In the middle of your mess, you found your Savior. So tonight, be a star that points to the Savior. And no matter what happens in your life, if things is turning out less than you'd ever hoped they'd be, be on a search for the Savior in every season and every circumstance of life. And last tonight, when you find him, be giving your best stuff to the Savior. Give your best stuff to him. You know, something that amazes me is that when these wise men found the Savior, as an act of worship, they offered to him their very best stuff. The Bible tells us they gave him precious gifts. They gave him valuable gifts, worthy and fit of a king. The Bible says they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Now, I don't know about you, but the natural inclination when a baby is born is to give them some kind of a gift in any culture. And you look at the baby and say, oh, how cute. And, and you give that cute little new baby some kind of a gift. That's just the natural thing we do in any culture. Diapers, wipes, maybe some pajamas, some blankets. All good and helpful gifts. But they're not gifts of great worth. They're not gifts of great worship. The natural inclination when a baby is born is to give, if to give some stuff, but not your best stuff. <laughs> I mean, the baby's cute, but come on. Amen? <laughs> well, some are, right? <laughs> not worthy of our best stuff. But when the wise men found the Savior in this simplistic home of simplistic people, Joseph and Mary, in a situation far different than they had ever thought they'd find themselves in, when they found the Savior, no matter how they were feeling, no matter how long they had been searching, the Bible says about two years, no matter how much the journey to the Savior had taken out of them, once they found the Savior, they gave to him their best stuff their best worship, their best gifts, gifts fit for a king. And that too should be our response to the king. Every day of our lives, giving him our best worship, saying, God, I'm all yours. Whatever you want, whatever you bless me with, it's all yours, God. Lead me, guide me. It's all about you. So like the wise men, why not decide this Christmas to follow the star that God has put in your life so that you can find the Savior if you've not yet found him. Why not on this Christmas Eve be a star that points others to Jesus? Why not be on a search for the Savior in every circumstance of life? He is there. He's there. And when you find him, give your best stuff to him every day of your life. Because, folks, Jesus Christ, the baby that was born so many years ago, is God. Amen? Amen? He is God who so loved us that he desired to come to earth in the flesh that we might know what God the Father is like and so that we could follow him into eternal life in heaven. He came to earth to be a light that we could follow to heaven. And so I want to encourage you tonight to follow the star. Amen? Amen. Follow Jesus, the star. 
and he will take you home to heaven. Let's pray together. Tonight, if you're here on this Christmas Eve, 2014, and you've not yet followed him, you've not yet received the Savior that was born for you into your life, I want to encourage you to pray this simple prayer as I pray it, but pray it in your heart, just quietly in your heart, and ask Jesus to be your Lord and your Savior. And maybe some of you have accepted him into your life as your Savior before, but You've been kind of running off and doing your own thing. And you know that you know in your heart that you're really not following the Savior. You're really not living in a way that's pleasing to Him. Would you return to Him tonight by praying this prayer? It goes like this. Pray it in your heart. Father God, I believe you sent Jesus to be my Savior. Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me of all my sins. And this Christmas Eve, I place my trust in you. And best that I know how, I will follow you. If you prayed that prayer tonight while all heads are bowed, would you just lift your hand and say, I recommitted my life to him or I gave my life to him for the first time tonight. Just lift your hand so I can pray for you. Awesome. Awesome. Wonderful. Amen. Father, I thank you for each person here tonight. And Lord, as we celebrate your coming, as we gather around the tree tonight and tomorrow, as we gather around the table and we share life, share laughs, share food, give presence, demonstrating our love to each other, Help us to not forget to take some quiet moments alone. Just to thank you for coming for us. We pray in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. Amen.